from the studios of Teeing It Up in the Sons of Jersey in Connecticut. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint on a Saturday, December 23rd, the year 2017 for week 16 of the National Football League. Good afternoon, Luke. Good afternoon. Um, are you prepared for week 16? Uh, you know, I'm getting there. It begins in about five hours. We've got a big game tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, this fun weekend of, of football here over the next three days. So have you tracked what all these extra games fall under in terms of TV contracts? <laughs> I have not. Okay. So Indianapolis-Baltimore today at 4.30 is a part of the CBS contract for Thursday Night Football. Okay. It'll be called by Greg Gumbel and Trent Green. Interesting. Tonight's game is a Saturday edition of Sunday Night Football because the NFL does not play games on, on Christmas Eve. I don't like the title, but I like that it's that crew for the Vikings. Yes, yeah, so you got Al, Chris, and Michelle. On Christmas Eve Day is a special Christmas Day edition of Thursday Night Football as a part of the NBC contract. And on, th- and, on, and on Christmas night, you get uh, the season finale of Sunday Night Football. Uh, sorry, Monday Night Football, excuse me. Gotcha. Okay. So there's no Sunday Night Football game. Uh, just right, no football game on Sunday night because it is a part of uh, Christmas Eve and the NFL does not participate on that holiday. And not to get too sidetracked, but that was my other question, was if they were going to have a Sunday night game on New Year's Eve next Sunday. Are we done with actual Sunday night games now? No, no, no. That is the game that gets flexed, remember, six days out. I just wasn't sure if they were going to do it. Yes, no. People don't care about New Year's Eve. Uh, 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 People don't care about leaving New Year's Eve free. This is not like college, where the college football playoff had the problem where people were not tuning in because it was Christmas Eve. They're not concerned about that. Interesting. Yes. So there will be a Sunday night game on New Year's Eve uh, that will be flexed on either Sunday night of this week or, or Monday. Gotcha. And yeah, that's supposed to be the biggest game of the week, so it'll be interesting that that's going to be the one that's on the night of New Year's Eve on We'll see how the ratings do. And that will link right into whatever NBC's late night program is, um, which I would think would be Carson Daly. But anyway, we'll find out at a later date. Um, hi, Luke. Hey. Uh, so we start off with your Vikings against the Packers, and you got a huge break last week when the Packers lost there and Rodgers' season was shut down. Yeah, it's funny as a Vikings fan to see that occur, that the Packers try to stay uh, afloat so that Rodgers can come save the postseason hopes. And it was actually a role reversal. Everyone thought Brett Humley was going to blow it and Rodgers was going to come you know, save the day. And in the end, uh, Humley was kind of keeping them there, and, and Rodgers comes in and blows it with three interceptions. But yeah. He just, didn't, he just didn't look right. I mean, he kind of got it going in the second half, but, but early on. Um, just didn't seem right, uh, and I, I assumed once they got once they were eliminated Monday night that um, he'd be benched once again. And now, Humley hit in that was terrible at home this year. Much better on the road. So even in Lambeau, where it's supposed to be like one degree tonight, the Vikings should be able to win this game, and they certainly need to 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 uh, try to lock up the two seed and still go after that one seed. One degree tonight. Wow. That's what I heard at least a couple of days ago. We'll see. You know, it's uh, 
Saturday night here in December in, in Green Bay. It's going to be cold either way and um, should make for, for a fun one. Luke, I, I need to correct a piece of information that I just said. Okay. It appears NBC will not be doing a New Year's Eve late night program. It appears that it'll just go from Sunday Night Football to your late local news to whatever they want to put in the overnight of Sunday night. Gotcha. Interesting. CBS has never done New Year's Eve. Fox has Steve Harvey. Because everybody needs more Steve Harvey in their lives. Oh, yes. And ABC always has our buddy Mr. Seacrest. Uh-huh. And since Kathy Griffin got thrown off her CNN role, she's been replaced by Andy Cohen alongside Anderson Cooper. Fox has a um, a uh, New Year's Eve program. Uh, Austin City Limits has a New Year's Eve, as I'm looking oh, wow. here. Um, uh, and that's the first quick look that I see here of New Year's Eve programming um, for next week. You know what this segment is also called? What's that? Do you know what this segment is also called? What's that? The Jets are no longer in playoff contention. The Graham Norton Show has a has a uh, New Year's Eve special. We call that the most wonderful time of the year. What the Graham Norton thing, or when the Jets are eliminated from the playoffs? Hello? Yeah, that's the most wonderful time of the year when the Jets are officially. Luke's back in his house, and that's when uh, he has some issues sometimes with his cell connection. You, you, you're, you're going a tad in and out. Um, yeah, you would think I lived in the mountains. Yes, which you don't. You live in very residential Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brutal. <laughs> Extremely. All right, let's uh, keep this moving here. I would argue the biggest game of the day is Saints-Falcons. Are, are you with me on that? 100%. And uh, it's a 1 o'clock game, weirdly. I don't know why, when Fox has the doubleheader, they did not try to move this game uh, to 425. I, this, is like the, this is the Dallas syndrome that I don't get, right? Fox probably did this, and, and, and maybe you've looked up why this game stayed at 1 o'clock, but... This, I believe, is because they want to get the huge rating for Dallas for Seattle-Dallas. But for me, you've got a Saints team that did not look impressive to me last week against the Jets. The Jets were able to hang around for a while, and it was unfortunately a turnover-ridden performance from the Jets' offense and Bryce Petty that eventually gave gave the game to the Saints. Um, But this is a a winnable game for Atlanta. Uh, I, I really think that they may surprise some people here and win this game. Yeah, especially when you consider that Atlanta beat them just two weeks ago. Um, and that was a great game, and I imagine it'll be a good game once again tomorrow. It's a huge game for the division. And, um, you know, the biggest thing, though, in that game two weeks ago, the Saints only managed 17 points, but they lost Kamara in the first quarter because of the concussion, and that really changes their offense. Yep. He's averaging something like eight yards per touch. I mean, imagine that any time you running back the football, he's going to get you eight yards. And so when you take that away, that changes things. And Drew Brees had that huge interception at the end of the game that was very unlike Drew Brees. Matt Ryan didn't play well either with his three interceptions. So uh, those two quarterbacks are going to have to play better tomorrow. I think the X factor is if Kamara 
if they have them for a full game. I mean, that's a huge help for the Saints. Plus, they're at home. Uh, New Orleans hasn't been as good the last couple weeks, so they need a win, um, just like the Falcons, of course, but, but Atlanta's won five of six, so, you know, they're the the ball is in the court of the Falcons. Sorry, I, I just want to fix, as you can see, I've put the Jets so out of my brain that I messed up a, a fact. The Saints made three turnovers last week, but the Jets only scored s- some absurdly low number of points off them, and that's what led to the issues um, for them. So I just wanted to clear that one up. For, for, for my money, Luke, the, the thing about this is that this game is in New Orleans. I'm with everything you just said, but I think the fact that this game is in New Orleans gives it to the Saints really, really close. Um, but I think that ultimately uh, the Saints win this game really tight, but I, I think this is a great spot for Atlanta, and I obviously would not be surprised if they win the game. Yeah, me either. And like I said, you control your own destiny. So go in there and win a football game. You beat them two weeks ago. You should have that confidence. They're division opponents. So they know each other well. Uh, you just got to go out there and, and ex- execute. If you're Atlanta, the defense has been playing very well, and they're going to be tested once again with Breeze and his full uh, arsenal of weapons there in New Orleans. Uh, the Rams are facing the Titans in a battle of two teams with great young quarterbacks that are fighting. Um, the Rams are for seeding. The Titans are just to get into the playoffs. Sneaky game. This is at home. Titans flying across the country. I'm uh, sorry. The, the Rams flying across the country. I really think this is a sneaky game that 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 Tennessee could win. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game because that's the way that the Titans play. I mean, they really don't get blown out. They don't really blow out teams other than Jacksonville, like Week Two this year. But um, and they need this game. I mean, the Titans. I said it last week. They're like the worst eight and four team I've ever seen. Now they're eight and six after back-to-back losses, trying to stay in it there in the, the AFC. And, and Mariota is just having a miserable third season. I know he had a bit of a knee issue earlier this year, but by all indications, or maybe it was his hamstring, but all indications, you know, he's healthy now, and he's certainly not playing like it. Uh, you want your young quarterback to be able to make these plays in the biggest games. Their staff isn't helping either with uh, some of the play calls offensively, but now you got a tough game. I mean, looking at the schedule for the Titans, uh, when they were back at eight and four, whatever it was, this was the only game I thought they'd have real trouble with the rest of the way. And now this is a must-win for them, and it's going to be tough to win even at home against the Rams. The Rams are still trying to fight for seeding there in the NFC. They need this game, and overall, the Rams are just a more talented team. I, I imagine the Titans will keep it close, but the Rams should certainly win this one despite the travel and everything else they have going on. I mean, they're 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 just the better team, and and the Titans are a bit of a mess right now. 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 79 for Marcus Mariota this year, Luke. Not what he was looking for. No, uh, certainly not, especially after the good year he had last year, and you're always looking for those young quarterbacks to continue to build. And, you know, I mean, the turnovers have been a big thing. Uh, just the mistakes he's making, he's taking a real step back, and he looks like a young quarterback now, as opposed to what we saw last year where, you know, he looked light years ahead of, of his development. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward now. You know, which Mariota are you going to get? Was last year um, more accurate of a depiction of him, or, or is this year? And usually they say give a guy 32 games before you can judge him. Well, we're past that point now, and, and it hasn't been good. Uh, give me a reason to watch Seattle-Dallas. Well, they're both somehow still in the, the hunt there in the NFC. You have Ezekiel Elliott coming back, and maybe you'll see a Seahawk actually get into the stands this time to fight a fan. So that's intriguing. <laughs> Were you uh, upset at their behavior against Jacksonville? 
I wasn't surprised. I mean, Seattle has been like this all along under Pete Carroll. People are just now talking about, well, maybe Pete Carroll doesn't have control of that team. I don't think he ever had control, but the fact that they were winning, you know, just helped. Now they're losing, and they're losing badly. I mean, they get beat up in Jacksonville against... They're good now, the Jags, but they still have a bad reputation in this league. Like, if you lose to the Jaguars, it's still considered a bad loss by many, especially people in the league. I mean, they call Blake Bortles trash, uh, you know, and despite the Jaguars being 8-4, and four, he gets no respect. And then last week, he get absolutely embarrassed at home by the Rams. That game was over in the first quarter. So what do the Seahawks do? Just like they've, they've done in the past when they're losing, they're getting embarrassed. They try to pick fights and uh, – you know, the cheap shot in Jacksonville last week, they did it again against the Rams. I mean, it, it, it's a madhouse out there. I, I don't think Pete Carroll has enough control. And then when you factor in all these injuries and the losing, um, you know, Seattle's been a mess since that Super Bowl loss. There have always been reports that the defense has never gotten over that play call at the goal line. They still resent the coaching staff. Now you have these issues this year. Who knows what happens with Seattle? I, I got to say, that's as hot take as I may have ever seen you get. Well, I've never liked Seattle. I've never liked Pete Carroll. And, you know, I just think they can be uh, kind of bush league. But like I said, when you're winning, winning solves everything. <laughs> when you start losing, uh, what do they say, adversity reveals character. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think Seattle is just its just not a good group of guys out there, in my opinion. they got some problems, and, and it's been exposed these last couple of weeks. Uh, Pats, Bills, Jim Nance did not want to do this game. He is doing this game. He said last week he was on San Francisco radio, and um, he 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 didn't mean this in a mean way, but but he basically um, thought that that Jacksonville San Francisco wasn't in, was a more intriguing game. Uh, he does a show on on San Francisco radio, so you know there's some bias there. Um, but he was intrigued uh, by the the Jags 49ers Garoppolo trying to stop this upstart Jags team. Yeah, I honestly don't get that. I think this could be a good game. I, I, I think last week made it interesting because I think last week you get such a shocking game. You get what Gronk did on that last drive. You get the horrendous play call from from uh, Pittsburgh. You get everything that happened with uh, uh, with, with Jesse James's catch um, and, and the fallout. I could see this as a trap game that Buffalo wins because Buffalo's weird like that and would do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I think Buffalo certainly keeps it close. I mean, the Patriots are something like 13-point favorites, which I think, I know they're at home December, the divisional game, but that seems crazy to me. I think Buffalo... 11 and a half right now is the line, 11 Luke. 11 and a half now, okay. So it's gone down a little bit from yeah. I last saw it. Um, I think Buffalo at least keeps it close. Uh, they got a good run game, and so you can shorten the game that way, run up the time of possession, try to keep it lower scoring and as close as possible. And the Patriots defense, I mean, underrated. It was one of the best in the league there for a two-month stretch. But now over these last couple of weeks, that defense is starting to look like it, it was back in September. So I think the Bills will be able to run the football on them as long as Tyrod Taylor takes care of the football. Uh, I think the Bills can, can stay in this game, if not win it, because the Patriots right now over these last couple of weeks, uh, they've looked uh, certainly vulnerable. And have you ever seen them give up a play like they gave up to Smith-Schuster on that last drive, that huge drag crossing route where he gained like 86 yards? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when that when the Patriots took the lead, you figure typical Patriots, this game's over. Um, Bill Belichick's teams did not allow that to happen, and the Steelers got right down there. They should have had the touchdown, uh, and they should have really beaten the Patriots, at least gone for the tie, if not for that terrible decision by Roethlisberger. So, uh, you know, typical Patriots luck. They always seem to be on the right side of the brakes. Part of that is 
is their own doing. Um, they're always prepared. Um, but at the same time, yeah, Patriots are fortunate they didn't come away with, with a second consecutive loss, and that defense has been, as said, shaky, including on that last drive. Except when Eli Manning's involved. Then they end up on the wrong side. <laughs> that is true. Um, all right. That brings us to the end of our radio program, Luke. Uh, Good. That, that transferred from Florida. Good to see. Uh, <laughs> we both agree on what the game of the weekend is. What's your uh, sleeper game? Uh, you know, I think we we covered all the ones that really apply. I'll say I'll say Eagles Raiders on uh, Christmas Day. I think the Raiders put up a good fight, and, and uh, the Eagles need that to get the one seed. I'm gonna give you two, two Luke. Ooh. Carolina Tampa. I think Tampa wins that game because neither of us are sold on the Panthers overall. Correct. Um, I'm I'm sold that they're playing better than they were earlier in the season, but I'm not sold on them overall. And Jags 49ers. That team is what? It's 4-0 since Garoppolo took over. I think they may get to 5-0 this week. Yeah, and I think they should start working on the contract extension now before he hits the open market. I mean, the dude has just totally changed that team, and he's also playing with absolutely nobody. Yeah, it's true. And I saw Niner fans this past week complaining why they didn't get him earlier. He could have saved the season, so uh, they love him out there already. <laughs> they do. Uh, your game to watch no golf during because there is no golf this weekend. I think I'm going to go with the first game of this weekend, Colts-Ravens. I mean, those are just two boring teams. I know the Ravens are in the playoff hunt, but I mean, that's just a boring game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Also, uh, Giants-Arizona. Agreed. I Sorry. Young guy for the Giants. What? Let's see that young quarterback for the Giants. And you want Davis-Webb. Yes, I got nothing else to, to play for. Well, guess what? He's going to be inactive. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's crazy. Your survivor game. Um, oof. Uh, I never think about this. You know what? I'll go uh, uh, whoever the Browns are playing. Give me the other team. Chicago. Ooh, oh, boy. You know, I'm taking it anyways. Let's go. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky and his five conservative passes a game. Yeah, they're going to get it done. Let me see if I can very quickly bring up Trubisky's um, stats for the year. He is. He did kill Cincinnati two weeks ago. What? He did kill Cincinnati two weeks ago, which isn't saying much. 162 out of 271, 1,800 yards, seven touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think uh, if and when John Fox is gone this offseason, you bring in a, certainly an offensive coach. Uh, I know rumors already about the Vikings offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, but get somebody offensive in there to try to help that kid. Um, and that's all I got. Oh, you're a player to watch, duh. Um, I'll say Matt Ryan needs to, to, you know, he hasn't had that great of a season, so he needs to play well to get them in the postseason. Uh, Luke Morrow. I'm your player to watch? Yes, because I believe the Packers win tonight. Ooh. <laughs> Gonna ruin my Christmas like that. Yeah. That's what I want to see. How you bounce back on a holiday weekend after you lose. Oh, uh, thanks. I, I hope we don't find out. Well, you call it the best time of the year when we cut the Jets off the show, so sorry. Okay. Touche. That's fair. Okay. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your football weekend, everybody. Happy Festivus.